coronavirus pandemic has upended lives and forced transformation of everything from schooling and shopping habits to cheese contests. It's not something most people think about, but in a time of social distancing and curtailed travel, how exactly does one gather, sample, compare, and then celebrate world-class cheeses? This was the question National Milk Producers Federation coordinators Jamie Jonker and Michaela Hanselman set out to answer, and their solutions were cheese-tastic, to say the least. NMPF announced the winners of its first ever virtual cheese contest, one believed to be the first nationwide U.S. cheese contest of the virtual era last week. This week's Dairy Defined podcast tells the tale of the cheese contest that could, featuring Jonker, Hanselman, and head cheese judge Allison Reynolds of the USDA, facilitated by NMPF communications manager Teresa Sweeney Murphy. Taking a break today to think about cheese, because is there anything else going on today? Thank you guys for joining us today. Jamie, can you tell us a bit about the cheese contest, what it is and why it's important? The cheese contest has been part of the National Milk Annual Meeting going back more than four decades. It's been a great way to showcase fantastic cheeses that are made by our dairy cooperatives around the country. It's just such an important part of what we do. It was hard to think of having an annual meeting without it. When the pandemic hit, I remember we all thought we'd be back in our desks the next month. This wasn't necessarily the first thing that was threatened by coronavirus. No, the cheese contest was probably not on the top of many people's minds back in March when, uh, when we thought this was going to be a few weeks or maybe even a few months. But as it continued to stretch on, I think it was probably in, in June, right before our June board meeting, that Michaela and I first had conversations about what do we do with the cheese contest if we're not meeting in person this year? And so, you know, we go back at least four or five months to thinking about what are we going to do? Uh, to have the cheese contest. It's uh, new times and strange times these days. And uh, that's when we started thinking, well, should we have one? And then we thought, maybe we can have one, but how do we have one? Michaela, Jamie is sort of the godfather of cheese here. He's been doing it for years, but you've become very active in the past couple of years. Walk us through the problems that you had to solve figuring out what a cheese contest would look like during a pandemic. Well, the first thing we had to figure out was how to make a cheese contest happen when we weren't all in the same place. So Jamie and I proposed our idea to the judges, and luckily the judges were very open to the ideas, to the idea of having the cheese shipped directly to them. And luckily they were in places that had enough refrigeration space that they could handle that much cheese. So that was our first hurdle to get over. And then Jamie and I were like, well, we usually get 40 pound blocks of cheese. That's a lot of cheese to deal with. Um, so at that point, we were like, okay, well, we'll just kind of change the parameters we give the co-op. So we said they had to send five pound blocks of cheese or two pounds of cottage cheese. And then we divvied up the individual classes to the judges. And one of the things I don't think people recognize or realize about the cheese contest is that each class is judged by one judge. It's not a group effort. And that kind of played in our favor with this because then the classes could just go to the judge that was judging them. And then um, the judges come together for the bigger awards. So for the best of, so that's best of Italian and best of cheddar and best cottage cheese, and then the chairman's award. Um, So to get over that hurdle, since they were all in different places, we talked to the judges and the judges said they would be fine with shipping the cheese to each other. And so that's what we ended up doing. And we held a Zoom call to kind of discuss what their top choices were. 
and it ended up working out beautifully. I think one of the most stressful times for me throughout the cheese contest was when some co-ops had sent their cheese to the wrong judge. And I was like, oh no, what are we going to do? Um, but when that happened, we gave the judges the option to either ship the cheese to the right judge who was judging that class, or the judge that received it could just judge the class themselves. And then it wouldn't qualify for placing just because each judge kind of judges slightly different and we wanted to keep it fair um, across all of the classes. Do you feel, Jamie, that what you came up with maintained the spirit of what we had? And was there ever a moment when you thought, no, this isn't going to work? You know, I think at the end of the day, um, what we put together uh, with the cheese judges and, and the three outstanding locations, we need, we need to mention uh, those locations because they really helped out as well. So California dairies donate space uh, in, their, in their Turlock plant for, for judging. Dairy farmers of Wisconsin donate space in their cheese facility in Wisconsin and College of DePage donating space uh, in their culinary institute. And, uh, you know, it's a little different because staff wasn't on site. And uh, so, you know, you, I think you always have in your back of your mind, is this going to work out? And I think it did. We had almost 190 entries across 19 classes. To give you an idea, we had 237 the year before. So the numbers were down a little bit, but that was in part because we did have to place some parameters on, on, uh, on limiting number of entries per class just to help with the logistics for, for the judges, since they were doing a lot of the work that Michaela and I would normally be doing behind the scenes when we have the judging at the annual meeting. Hundreds of boxes arrive. Uh, we take all of the cheese out of the boxes and, and sort them by class and through our numbering system. And that all fell on to the cheese judges and, and their helpers this year. And so I think we achieved what we set out to do, which was to maintain the quality of our cheese contest just in a very new and different manner. Was there ever a moment when, when I thought this isn't going to work? Probably just about every day. Uh, <laughs> it gets really, uh, I'll call it cheese stressful um, as we get towards the uh, annual meeting and the cheese judging just in general. And I would say that that anxiety level was amped up probably 10 times this year. Uh, as, as Michaela mentioned, you know, some cheeses went to the wrong location, um, and we knew that some of that would happen. Our judging timeline was also changed this year, uh, so there was a shorter time period from when we made the announcement to our members for them to be able to uh, uh, select their cheeses and, and send them to the three locations. And uh, as we were approaching the deadline for getting the entry information, uh, we were we were patiently counting how many cheeses we had. And, and when we hit about 20, we thought, well, we're at least gonna have a contest. We're gonna have 20 samples and it'll be a contest. So, you know, maybe it wasn't a good idea. And then, you know, we end up with almost 190 entries. And, uh, uh, you know, I think that the judges did a great job. They always select an outstanding cheese. And uh, um, the age Asiago that they selected this year uh, is, is, you know, one of the best cheeses in the country today. And uh, I think it's just amazing what we were able to pull off uh, uh, in doing this. And so we got it to work. Uh, and just to add to Jamie's thoughts really quickly, um, I think a lot of how we pulled this contest off was just hoping it would work because so much of it was out of our control. 
And I do want to give a really big thank you to our cheese judges because this would not have been possible without them. As Jamie said, they took on so much of the work we normally do. And I mean, I wouldn't have been surprised at them had they been like, we can't do this. But they were more than happy to help us pull this off. And I cannot thank them enough for that. Speaking of judges, Allison, you've judged this contest before. As the pandemic continued, were you concerned that it wasn't going to happen? And how did you react when Jamie and Michaela said, this is happening and we want you to judge? Uh, Admittedly, I was a bit of a skeptic in the beginning of this process, but I was open to hearing everybody's thoughts and to see if we really could pull this off. And, you know, we kind of put this together pretty quick. I mean, we met at the end of August and and then it was a a process of trying to find local facilities around each of the judges to accommodate I've worked uh, as an inspector at the California Dairies Turlock facility for the past nearly 18 years. So thankfully, um, management was really amenable to the concept of allowing me to judge there. And I know at the time I thought it'll just be some boxes and it ended up being like more than 50 that ended up showing up. But uh, Marianne was able to judge at the Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin, Tim at the College of DuPage. And then we just split up the cheese classes so that trying to accommodate and make sure that everybody had about equal numbers. Um, But Jamie and Michaela definitely handled a lot of the logistics of the communication with plants and recording entries, providing us all the tracking numbers of what was coming out to us. But uh, I think while in the beginning of it, I thought this is going to be a huge challenge. I, I look back and think challenge accepted and accomplished. So talk about dream job. What does it take to be a cheese judge? And what was the experience like for you this year? And what aspect was most challenging? Well, judging competitions are not just an opportunity for cheesemakers to highlight their very best but it's also an opportunity for them to grow and improve with feedback from judges. You know, to be a cheese judge, you must have an ability to evaluate cheese for flavor, body and texture, color, salt, appearance, and finish. But your palate's gotta be able to break down and analyze all the flavors, aromas, along with the body and texture that you're experiencing with sampling cheese. And you've got to be open to trying and sampling every kind of cheese so that you can appreciate the work that goes into every one of them. But I think above most, you've got to have a passion for dairy and cheese. And I grew up raising dairy goats, have continued that for the past 30 years. And that's kind of where I found my passion for dairy and was exposed to cheese making through a local 4-H leader It led me to going to school at Cal Poly Slow, where I got involved with the dairy products judging team and got eventually hired with the USDA dairy grading branch. And that job led me to meeting my longtime mentor and a fellow judge to this contest, Noreen Ratzloff, who really continued to allow me to grow and improve. Um, You know, this year was definitely a a one-of-a-kind experience since I had the opportunity to take part really in the full judging process. Typically as a judge, you know, we kind of come in after everything is set up. We do our judging, our paperwork, 
And that's kind of about it. This year, we took on much more than ever before. You know, that went from tracking shipments, sorting countless boxes, organizing cheese categories, judging scoring, and then getting all the necessary paperwork to Jamie and Michaela. And I mean, while we did run into some challenges, as Michaela mentioned, with cheese getting shipped to the wrong locations, you know, we found solutions to them and we just kept moving. They are truly a tremendous amount of work. You know, but they're done to help improve the quality of cheese that the cooperatives are producing and being purchased by the consumers. So the contest is truly valuable and important. So Allison, what separates a good cheese from a great cheese? And what stood out to you about this year's winner? Well, in a judging competition, we're seeking perfection. So we're looking to find a cheese that comes as close to the ideal for its type as possible. You know, finding a great cheese for me is kind of like a a wow moment. Uh, From the time you visually inspect the cheese to analyzing the flavor balance, body and texture, for me at least, in my mind, I kind of automatically will know, hey, this is really a truly a special cheese. And, And those are the cheeses that we set aside to be considered for the Chairman's Award or possibly the best cheddar Italian or cottage. And then we all meet at the end and discuss the ones that we've all pulled to decide who's going to be the overall winner. Uh, This year's chairman's award winner was the aged Asiago from Associated Milk Producers in Hoven, South Dakota. Uh, It was an excellent piece of cheese. It had just an ideal, intense flavor profile, full, rich, nutty aroma, along with an ideal body and texture. And for the first time this year, we actually had a reserve. Uh, It was a cheese that we felt that should be acknowledged. And that was the smoked Gouda that came from select milk producers in Monticello, Wisconsin. And that had just a near perfect balance of smoke and natural Gouda flavor, along with a really smooth body that just really made it another really fantastic piece of cheese. Jamie, why did doing all this matter? What is the significance of this contest and what value does it bring to dairy farmers and their co-ops? You know, I think it's important that while we are in strange and unique times because of the pandemic, that some things still continue to happen as normal course of order. And while the execution of the contest was different this year, still having the contest, I think, was important. It's always uh, an important part of our annual meeting. Um, The the award-winning cheeses are featured during a, a cheese reception. Uh, which, of course, we won't be having this year uh, uh, because we're not meeting in person. But the dairy farmers that produce the milk that goes into the cheese want to see how well their cheese does in the competition. They take great pride in the products that are made out of the milk that they make. And the co-ops take great pride in uh, how they do in our contest as well. Um, You know, we have co-ops that will utilize uh, their placings in our contest along with the placings that, that they do in other contests for marketing their cheese as, as superior products. And they have every right to do that because there are fantastic cheeses produced by our, our cooperatives. Having some semblance of normalcy was important uh, for 
our dairy farmers and our dairy cooperatives. I think it's also important to continue the recognition of the cheese makers and the staff at the cheese plants. They've had a very challenging year and uh, it has not been normal for them. And I think having our contest gives the recognition that they rightly deserve, uh, not only for their award-winning cheeses, but for the work they've been doing day in and day out to make sure that we have a supply of cheese uh, for US uh, consumers at their grocery store, if people are going out to restaurants that they can have the cheese that they want on their burger and such. Uh, so it's just that, I think, more important to just continue the recognition of the hard work that happens throughout the entire dairy value chain from, from the farm to the plants and getting it out uh, to the consumers that just want to and do love eating cheese. Now that this is all over, and I'm going to ask each of you the same question, what was the most rewarding thing about doing this? Um, I think the most rewarding part is, well, first off, being able to still hold the competition in such a trying year. Um, there's a lot of things that have been different this year and being able to still make this happen and still get to showcase the cheese was a big deal for both me and Jamie and hopefully our cooperatives. Um, I also think just seeing the enthusiasm from our cooperatives about the cheese contest uh, that's by far my favorite part of the cheese contest is they love to enter their cheeses and see how they do. And they really appreciate and take our feedback to improve the cheese and cottage cheese. So that's also a really rewarding part for me. Cause I, I mean, we always get the email that's like, thank you so much for holding the cheese contest. I'm so glad you were able to do this again this year. And you can just tell it means a lot to them. Well, I think it was it was definitely a different year. It was challenging, but it was really uh, positive to see the feedback that we had from so many of the cooperatives that we we came pretty close to a regular year for entries. And that was even limiting some of the classes to try to keep the entries down so we didn't have too many. You know, being able to do it at the plant, I've worked there for a long time. And so it was really fun to kind of bring the cheese judging experience to several people that never see it and don't even realize that we actually do cheese judging out in the field. So it was a lot of fun for them. And um, a lot of people got to sample cheese. And it was especially rewarding to be able to then donate that cheese for good use at the end of the day. Uh, this is my 16th time uh, working with the National Milk Cheese Contest at annual meeting. It just would not have felt like an annual meeting, even though all the activities were virtual this year, without having a cheese contest. Uh, and uh, some of the staff joke that uh, when I, I get into my cheese mode uh, for the contest, both in the office as we're ramp ramping up, and then um, on site when we have when we have the contest. Uh, at our physical meetings, I, I become cheese Jamie. I get really super focused in, in the cheese contest. And, and I do have certain ways that I like things to be run. Uh, and uh, sometimes when they, when things happen a little differently, I, I, uh, I might be a little terse with folks and I always apologize after, after the contest and profusely thank people for understanding that ch cheese Jamie comes out once in a while. While it was different this year, it it just would not have felt the same if we didn't have a cheese contest. So for me, the most rewarding part was that we pulled it off. Uh, we had no idea as we were beginning to think about this way back in June. And when we talked with, with Allison and the other judges at the end of August 
as to whether or not it would work. And it did. And, and to me, the most rewarding part is that unless we told people about how we did it, most people wouldn't, wouldn't understand that it was any different from other years. And I think that's a testament uh, to the great team that we've got at National Milk, our cheese judges, uh, and, and our co-ops that enter the cheese every year um, for really making it seem like nothing was different, even though everything was different. And lastly, what happened to all the extra cheese? Well, I, I actually out here in California, I made several calls trying to find a location, but I was able to donate uh, quite a bit of it to the Turlock Gospel Mission. They are a homeless shelter here in the Turlock area, but they really do work to rehabilitate and get people back to off the streets and living life. So I think originally when they when I called them about it, they thought, okay, it's going to be a little bit of cheese. And then when I showed up with several boxes, it was, okay, there's a lot of cheese. <laughs> but they were very thankful for it. Uh, it's a trying time right now. And so to receive donations like that, they were truly appreciative of. And Tim was able to donate his cheese samples to the university food pantry there at the College of DuPage. Thank you all for joining us. Thank you for having us. And thank you for listening today. Everyone's learning a lot. And to learn more about all our champion cheese, visit our website, nmpf.org, and check out our latest news section. That's it for today's podcast. For more Dairy Defined, look on the Sharing Our Story page at NNPF. You can hunt for that off the news pull-down menu on our homepage. You can also subscribe to the Dairy Defined podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, and Google Play. We'll talk again soon. Mm-hmm.